The Friday Medellin's Pick 5 edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog, pick them in college or NFL, and went up to 20 times your entry in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Uh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I've got my Cuban link yes, on. Yes, Cuban B. Your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of O. Welcome to the show. It's uh, People think that this time of year is the end of boutique meat season. No says I, and no says my guest. You might know him from his his Twitter at Who's Got Action. I probably butchered that. Uh, you see a lot of that on uh, Horse Racing Nation. Uh, he was everywhere behind the scenes at Saratoga uh, this year, ladies and gentlemen. Mister Andrew Capone, what's up, Capone? What's going on, Chase? How you been? Man, doing well. Uh, I, I think first off, the first thing I want to do is, is say uh, I saw your videos everywhere this summer. And uh, hey, what the fuck are you doing on TV anyhow? You know, I get calls from back home every fucking day. They think you went bad shit. But, <laughs> I, you know, it's it's weird seeing your friends like all over, you know, social media and things. But it's really cool seeing some of just the excellent killer content that you got this summer from uh trainers disagreeing with disagreeing with stewards decisions to great interviews with jockeys in between the winner circle and the jock room like first person to talk to him as soon as they hop off the horse i just want to say big round of applause great job this summer man thanks a lot i mean i, I think it's a, a big uh open experience for people that are, are new to the game or people that have been in the game for a long time to really get that first emotional reaction from a jockey from a trainer um i like to say there's no filter when maggie or 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 Acacia stops talking to them and they're not on national TV, I feel like they uh, they take off the filter a little bit and they, they speak a little openly with me. Um, and I've gotten some amazing feedback from people like, hey, I, I saw that interview and and the jockey said he thinks the horse can go longer. And I put a, a stable mail and he came back three weeks later and he was stretching out against all horses that have gone longer and he's only sprinted before and boom, I caught the horse at 15 to 1. So uh, I think there's a there's some definitely some insight you can get from there. And then the Saratoga Morning Report is always great. Um, getting that backside insight in the morning, how horses are training, two-year-olds that are coming into play. Uh, I think, again, trainers will, will give you a little bit more of a uh, uh, off-the-cuff answer when you're, when, you're, when you're back there in the morning at 4.35 in the morning versus when they're uh, getting interviewed on TV in the afternoon. They're, they're a little more open and, and sort of give you a little insight in what they're looking at. And the number of times, you know, horse wasn't ready, horse needed a race. You know, we, we noticed after that race that the right 
horseshoe fell off, right? Your horseshoe fell off or something along those lines. Um, and then it's, it's a bet back off of that. So there's some good insight there. And uh, I, I love doing it. And I really love being up there in Saratoga for all summer. And what you mentioned is, uh, I think, what I about it, which is, uh, especially if you're watching uh, large race days or horse racing on a, on a big network, uh, it seems like the only interaction we have with these personalities, uh, like your your jockeys, your trainers, uh, people who work on the backside, is in like very small, very sterile, pre-packaged doses. And you really don't get to see the you know personality that each person brings to the sport, which there's some crazy bastards involved like it's 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 nice to get a raw peek at him sometimes so yeah that's why i'm such a big fan of it i'll tell you the clip of george weaver uh after he got dq'd i think you deserve an eclipse award just for that that clip like for for getting that moment that was i'm i'm as angry as i am i'm so shocked he was as restrained as he was no uh, i i just can't believe i became a meme i never thought i'd become a meme but somebody created that into something and uh it was all over horse racing twitter they uh they made a meme out of him you're you're almost up there with the the in Saratoga or whatever that that Twitter feed is, and if you tell me you're behind that as well, my head's gonna blow out of my ass uh, com- completely. Uh, so what I brought uh, Andrew here to talk about today, uh, of course, uh, the picture of Paul Wall that I found earlier uh, online, where he just looks like another dad at daycare pickup. Whoa, what was that? Hold on. What is happening right now? Was that Bruce Springsteen? That was the boss. That reminds me. Oh, that's right. We're not here to talk about pictures of Paul Wall. Andrew is here to talk about the the secret, super awesome Meadowlands all turf meet. They're a little boutique turf meet that happens for a couple weeks in the fall. Uh, he was here for it last year. I greeted him with the boss then. I greet him with the boss again today. And he and I are going to be talking about the pick five uh, on that card. There are six races. It starts in race two. And this is for the Friday card, September 22nd, year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, and first post for the card, 7 p.m. Eastern, six God's time and four what I'm calling specific time zone. Uh, and this sequence is going to start at 728 Eastern, 628 God's time, 428 specific. Uh, it's a tough little sequence. You got a, a couple of main races that could be kind of challenging. Uh, you got some allowance and I, you, there's one non winners of, uh, that I'm a fan of because it's, it's the most non winners of condition I've ever seen. Uh, do you have any strategy for the card or any just thoughts on uh, Meadowlands, uh, specifically before we get started? So, so two things that come to mind. One, um, the first couple of years of this meet, it was bombs away. I mean, we had like pick fives paying 10 grand. Last year, not so much. The first week of this year, not so much. I think it was 168 and 350 with the two pick fives. Um, it's changed a little bit. This is not – guys. So, so this is sort of a, a send goodbye meet for those trainers in Jersey and Delaware. Mammoth is closed. Delaware Park closing up. This is the last time they can really race on turf here before they go down to Tampa or go down to Gulfstream or wherever they winter. Um, so that used to be this meet, and it was sort of some cheap horses, and you get some big prices, and you find a good bias. But then we got, like, Chad Brown here. We got Mike Maker here. You got guys sending in now because the purses have come, come up with the sports betting revenue, and it's become a nice little meet. And even uh, two weeks from now, we have the good the, the premier national thoroughbred league running their, their races here on uh, – 
I believe it's the first weekend in October. So the MTL, which we hope wish them the best in the future. Um, I know yeah. it's the first year and they already had to cancel most of their events, but uh, they're going to be running there. So it's a nice little meet. It's under the lights. Um, I've, I've told you, said last year, a lot of this is guys going out for cigarette breaks from the sports book. A lot of this betting, I swear to you, there's a massive sports book there. Um, people betting on all different college games and, and NFL or whatever it may be. And they walk, they, oh, there's a race going off in two minutes and they run over and they throw money in and there's an opportunity here to make some money. There's nothing like, uh, you know, breaking up a Iowa under uh, with a little bit of dopamine from a horse race, uh, you know, going on at halftime or anything. Uh, no, it's, you turned me onto it last year and I know I, I, from the time, you know, times that I played the card really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, it is kind of unique and kitschy, but like you said, you are starting to see the bigger name jockeys, like, you know, names like Mike maker popping up and other ones that you recognize from the, like the New York, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, New York, uh, circuit kind of crashing the party. Um, yeah, I, looking at this ticket, I thought that maybe I would have to get wide in about two spots. Um, one of them being due to my own insecurity and just been getting extremely wide in the last legs lately. And the other one being, uh, it was a pretty tough little, you know, maiden special weight race. Um, do you have any places where you feel supremely confident? Do you have a single that you're going to try to build around? Yes, I do have a single. It's going to be later on though. It's not going to be in the first couple of races, but I'm going to be pretty wide at the beginning, uh, narrow it down and then wide at the end. Um, I don't know, know what type of shape that is, but, uh, I'm going to have two single, uh, one single, uh, two doubles, and then two wide spots in the ticket. I, I'm curious to see if we're going to end up on the same uh, the same single. But before we get into talking about the races, let me talk to you about our friends at DraftKings Sports because we're back with another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Hell, I might even dabble with the Giants and the points on Thursday. Who knows? I'm going to do it through DraftKings, though. Going to do it for the Meadowlands. Football is more fun when you're in, the, in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. The crown is yours. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Damn, I'm getting good at reading fast. All right. Also, don't forget we are brought to you by our friends at Game Time. The Game Time app is the place where you go to get a little woo-saw, a little chill from the stress of having to buy tickets because buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is here as a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sorts of things. Sports. You can go see the Giants play. Music. You can go see the boss play. Comedy. You can see people make jokes about the Giants and the boss playing in a comedic way. But you can get them on Game Time. The Game Time app has all sorts of things like flash deals, last-minute tickets, easy-to-find events, images of your seat view. Listen, the time is now. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN. All right. Back at it, ready to dig into this pick five. I'll go ahead and set it up. It's race two, eight and a half furlong. $36,000 maiden special weight. 
And as we alluded to, every race today going to be on the turf. Uh, Capone, what'd you think of this uh, this first race? Uh, it looks like there there's one horse I have a feeling is going to be the favorite uh, that I couldn't kick off of my ticket. Uh, what what'd you think of how it sets up, and uh, who are you using? So just you know, we have a small sample size from the first two races, but we'll, we'll first two days only twelve races, but we can go back and, and look at these uh, route races there. Looking at last year's, you know, speed has not held up, and, and it's sort of surprising. It's been pretty dry up here in New York. Um, hasn't been crap of weather. Um, we had a little bit of rain here and there, but there was dust popping up the other day when they were running around, and just speed was not holding. I don't know if that has to do with quality of horses. I don't know if that has to do with um, quality of jockeys, uh, but, but definitely speed has not holding up. So I'm sort of looking in that stalking um, closing position. Um I'm looking for horses that have shown that they can they can make a uh, make a little bit of a run here. Um, I I did like this six quite a bit. I thought if you watched the replay in the last one, it really really got really shuffled back at at the start. Uh, made a little bit of a move. Uh, stayed on the inside. Tried and then it went, it, when it finally tried to make a bid and, and try to go for it, it really just got shut down. Really had last time. Go back two times out and it really did show it, it can make a little bit of a run. Two concerns for it. Shuffled back last race, two races ago, off slowly. Um, once a bad starter, always a bad starter. Some people say, I'm going to give the six a little bit of a second chance here. Um, the first time starter, I'm going to wait on, on on this horse here, the three. Um, Lane Ludzie's actually having a decent enough meet uh, so far at the Meadowlands. Uh, he won actually the first race of the whole meet. Uh, he seems like he's an improving jockey that's that's doing pretty well. Uh, I like to use that uh, Horse Racing Nation first time starter report. Uh, sort of take a look at that quickly. Combines a little bit of the the workouts, uh, the pedigree, everything in there. I think this is going to show up pretty well in the first time starter report. So I'm going to take that three as well. Um, I'm also going to th- go to the outside here with the eight. A little bit of uh, the the numbers and, and the pace figures that is the races it's ran in. I think it's going to be pretty far forward. It hasn't shown that yet. Uh, if you look at its last race, you know came off and was really back right away when it got bumped at the start. I think this is a horse that could be closer to the lead, so I'm going to take a shot here with the eight. Even though I don't think speed's holding, I think this horse um, coming down in class and at 55, uh, Madison's been, pre- been doing pretty well here, so I, I think that's a good opportunity. And then the last horse, I'm going to be four deep here, and the last horse I'm going to use is the four horse, um, Noble Wave. I think this horse is, is, you know, again, coming down in class. Uh, George Weaver, who's just been doing – some amazing things since coming back. Um, Saratoga ran a pretty good race. I thought that you know it was just outclassed there when it was a 136. It's finally dropping down to a number where I think it's a good opportunity for the source to win. It's its fourth start. It has experience. Um, so in that race, I'm going to be three, four, six, and eight to start off this pick five sequence. Man, uh, we we see this uh, race uh, pretty pretty close to exactly the same. Look at us. Hey. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. I actually, I did use the three, the four, and the six, and I mean, you pretty well summed it up, so I'm not going to rehash. Uh, the only other horse that I that I switched, I, I did use your eight, but I did use the ten, a treant, uh, in the equipment change play here uh, after not making the lead and packing it in last out. Uh, you know, horse adds blinks today, uh, and, and Lerman is is you know, positive ROI with second time career starters. 
Uh, I really love seeing these horses that have a really dirty form line for their first start where they can tell they experienced trouble. They were bumped or they just didn't get out to the front and they packed it in. Cause that tells me that's a, I feel like it's a horse that's need the lead has to be on the front and just didn't get a shot. And sometimes those can get out there and get bold the first time on the lead with a big, with a, uh, at big prices. So adding the 10, a trant, whereas uh, Capone had uh, the eight on his ticket. Moving on, race three. 50 or sorry, five furlong, $30,000, non winners of two, lifetime claimer. Um, this is where I felt like I could maybe take a free square with uh, who I project, you know, to be the favorite in this race. And, uh, and I'm singled. What about you? Um, I'm going to be pretty narrow here. I'm just going to have two horses, but I, I just want to touch before we get into that, you know, about how these five furlongs have been playing. Um, you've watched this as much as I have this track. I mean, it's narrow and we have a nine horse field and, they sort of start where the turn ends, I guess. The first turn would end uh, for a route race. So it's sort of a weird angle. Um, right. I think you don't want to be on the inside. I think one, two, three have just been really, really – they sort of – the horses come across on them right away as soon as they break, and it gets a little more difficult here. Um, when I went through this race, I thought that this uh, this six horse stands above the rest of the horses. Um, just it's been it, – it's been – racing in all these speed biases races and it's an off the pace horse and it's just been going against the bias. It drops down. Uh, it drops from this, uh, this Saratoga race here to, to this uh, claiming race at Meadowlands. I think it's a big, it's a big drop down and um, just the numbers that this horse put up that, that 93 time form last time out, I think uh, should, could be the best in this race. And I, I was really pretty narrow here and I was on the six. And then uh, if I was going to play a second horse here, um, I was going to take a, a, a little bit of a, a shot with this um, eight horse. Nice baby. Uh, it's 12 to 1 in the morning line. I think you'll probably get double that. Um, again, a horse that's really, really, I think, meant for speed. And it's just been running against on closing bias tracks over and over and over again. Um, last time out, finished fifth. Uh, ran them all the way around, you know, on a route race, three-fourths the way. And just got closed in on, I think, cutting back to the sprint race here. And I think it's going to get an opportunity to not be into that closer bias. Yeah, I mean, that nice baby last time got likes to run on the front and got caught behind a 20 and four fifths opening quarter there. I got to think that no one, nothing else, you know, that happens today is going to be that fast. Uh, so as I mentioned, I am singled here. Um, yes, I'm, I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle. Yeah. Now- of course, the horse that you went to uh, directly, the six Lady Firefoot, you know, racing tough against tougher at Saratoga. I think this is uh, it seems to be a common theme with uh, some of the Saratoga shippers on this card might just be a horse that's in search of a firmer turf track as opposed to, uh, you know, the wetter, softer conditions that that kind of plague that entire uh, Saratoga meet. All right. Into what I call the hump day leg. The Wednesday leg of the pick five. That's right. Leg three, smack dab in the middle, eight and a half furlong, $16,000 allowance on the turf. And I saw an absolute pace blow up developing early uh, between the four uh, Novala, the seven Cindy Song, and the nine uh, White Lilacs. Um, And it put me on two horses I liked getting ground saving trips that could run from off the pace. I'm going to take the lead in here. I started with the one. Any port sort of seems to have a little bit of like an ABAB pattern to its performance. And it might be sitting on an A performance in this race after being a little bit off last time. It's going to be sitting on the rail in the second wave. And I like uh, any port's chances of just kind of winning 
uh, off a little bit of a good pocket trip here. Uh, the other one I was going to use was the two classic colors. Uh, seems to like running from a little bit deeper off the pace than any port, uh, which puts me in the uh, yet another pace wave uh, to pick a winner out of. Uh, drops out of a New York bred stakes race last saddle at Saratoga on softer turf. And uh, this is another one that should be on the rail, just biding its time, saving ground until it's uh, uh, time to close. Uh, Capone, where'd you end up with uh, the fourth here? Well, here I'm single and ready to mingle. Um, I see your pace blow up and I raise you Paco Lopez loose on the lead. Um, I thought this That's nine fair. horse, I think this nine horse goes and keeps going. Um, I, I just think that, you know, this, we talk about the race shape and, and why Meadowlands used to be bombs away. And I think people have caught on to it. You know, a big part of it is this is a mile long harness track. And then they were like, we got the space in the middle. Let's throw a seven furlong turf track inside of it. Um, so when they start on this race, they start at the way, way top of the stretch. And they get to go the entire length of the stretch before that first turn. I think this nine can just come out, set its angle, you know, put that pro, Paco Lopez protractor out, aim right for that corner, get them comfortable, get loose on the lead, and keep on going. I mean, I, I just think this race last time out at um, – I was pretty impressed by that race last time out at Delaware – um, you know, I, I think that the horse, you know, is going to be there. I think the four horse Novala who beat it last time out, um, came off the pace a little bit that day, maybe Paco in a teeny bit uh, too fast. I just think that, you know, how this racetrack set up with that long straightaway to start off, it's going to be a good opportunity. Um, they're not coming out of a shoot like they would be at a mammoth, um, or Delaware park. They're coming dead straight down the runway and that's going to give him the ability to just get that angle there. Uh, and just keep on going. So I'm going to be singled here to the nine of my ticket. All right. So that gets us through the hump day leg. That means the weekend of, ho of horse races. I have, this metaphor has gotten away from me. We've got two races left. But before we get to that, i got to get some words in from our friends at Hall of Fame Bets. Remember, support SGPM by supporting our friends, such as Hall of Fame Bets, where you can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire play. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and joined over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets and we're brought to you by longtime friend underdog fantasy who has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five it's a fantasy game but you could win real money so watch along make your picks and make a little cash over on underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com you sign up with promo code sgpn for your first deposit up to 100 dollars. that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn all right on to race five on the card eight and a half furlongs ten thousand dollar maiden claiming uh I thought that this was a really wonky race in terms of looking at pace because I'm not really sure what a lot of these horses are yet. And I ended can, up taking can we can we touch on something before we get into this race? Yes, absolutely. Something that's bothering me. Go Let's ahead. take a look at, at just one horse here. And I know Chase will be all over this. The 10 horse. Okay. Reported gelding, July yeah. 27th. 
Oh, yeah. Why do we still not have the actual date the horse has been gelded? And why do we still run on this reporting system? It is I, 2023. No we, I understand they say, well, they used to take them to the farm and stuff. Again, we have HISA. We have all these rules about the exact day, 14 days out, medication, this, that, and the other thing. And we still run this reported gelding thing. Give me the date. I don't know if we raced the last race. Gelding. It makes no sense to me. Whether it's work, I want to see what the workouts look like. I want to see why have we not come up to a system where there's like an app and the yeah. vet types in, he's like, uh, Chase Mad Dog Horse was gelded on September 20th. Why are we not gotten there yet? Just a, like a find my iPhone for horse balls kind of kind of Except, approach. But why have we done that yet? It is it blows my mind. I can't tell if the was that last race, was he gelded? I mean, did they have a better opportunity there? Those two right. workouts was the horse gelded before. It just drives me insane. See what I like about this horse, uh, and what I like to think in the uh, imaginary backstory that I end up making up for most horses uh, that I'm that I'm handicapping, is that he had two pretty good starts, and then he had one with a ton of gate trouble, and that cost him his balls because he's got a no nonsense trainer. Um, I doubt that that it was this form of punishment. I mean, it's a claimer. Uh, most of these, uh, like talking to J- the recently retired from training Jason Barkley, uh, whenever I had him on the show, he was saying, you know, if they're if they're not don't have any sort of sire, uh, you know, plans in mind. You should probably just go ahead and gild them because you're going to have a, a more focused horse typically. And God, I am an absolute dirty little pig boy for betting these, these first off of the, uh, the gelding, whatever it may have happened. Little pig boy. Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch, baby. Mistress gets the stand on. Love me some betting horses the first time without the balls. Uh, you mentioned the East Side Ride. I'll go ahead. I'll throw out my two other two that I'm on here because I'm only three deep. Uh, the four Sergusa, which I'm not sure isn't a shout out to Tony Saragusa. Uh, I, I thought this might be the the speed of the speed in this race for uh, Joseph Orsino. And typically, I don't take horses that have had more than nine starts without a win. I'm fudging on this rules because main races are often one in sort of a gate-to-wire fashion, and this looks like the fastest horse out in the front. And I'm using the five, Mr. Moore, for Mike Maker. Uh, drops a bit in class today from a $16,000 claimer at Monmouth, where it showed big-time improvement second off the claim, and it takes another step forward. I mean, it could mean an easy win. Uh, so, Capone, to, it's to you. Are you using the 10 east side, even with the unclear gelding information? Yes, yes, I am. I'm going to be using this 10 here. I, I, uh, I think this is an opportunity here. I love the ultimate equipment change, as they like to call it. Uh, Robbie Falcone is, is, is pretty good at spotting things. Um, uh, he, has, he, he had a pretty nice mammoth meet. He won a couple at Saratoga. Um, I think he's got some good opportunities here. To, he, he likes to sometimes uh, move these horses, train them on that Belmont Poly, um, and then move them over to, uh, to um, the Meadowlands. I know that this horse, uh, th- there's one recorded work that's not on here, but he did work at Belmont the other day. Um, so I'm going to be using that 10. I'm going to be using the 11, Terrell and Charlie. Um, little odd angle here. Danny Velasquez off the vet scratch. I've had amazing success with this. Um, he's, he's one that I, I, I don't know why. Um, this horse is, is shown a little bit that wants to run. Um, I just think that uh, coming up from that, that race at Delaware, um, didn't really do much. But I, just Danny Velasquez off the vet scratch, I hit like three of them this year. That, 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 he gets scratched a lot, which we won't go there. But that's another whole story. 
Um, if the 14 gets in, Jose Camejo, um, I actually spoke to him about this horse when we were up in Saratoga. Um, he was very excited about this horse. And if you watch the replay of that race at Saratoga, this horse did so much in the first 300 yards. It was bumped to the break. It lunged out. It came back in. Then it got checked twice. I mean, this horse had the worst trip I have ever seen. Um, and notes I saw, it came up empty. Yeah, it came up empty because he had to check like three times during the race. I think this race horse gets a clean trip. This is an opportunity here. And again, we get Paco Lopez, who's, who's just pretty dominant here. I thought your four, Saragusa, was pretty good pick. Um, I, I, I think that this horse has, has shown it can sometimes pass horses. Um, and it's also shown it can go out in the lead and keep going. So I'm going to be using the four there as well. Um, so I ended up with the four, the 10, the 11, and the 14. There we go. And I'm three deep also, the four, five, and 10. Now that moves us on to the final leg of this pick five, uh, where you can hopefully uh, win the kind of generational wealth where your kids can think they can rap and say crazy things like this. Yo, I just bought a dinosaur like Nicolas Cage. Uh, hey, what happened? Hey, what's going on? That was specifically a, a national treasure uh, sound drop, but it, I've decided it's far too good uh, to not use uh, at other times during the year. So get, get ready to hear I just bought a dinosaur like Nicolas Cage over and over again. Also, by the way, in regards to the last race, uh, tune in next week whenever I steal uh, whenever I steal uh, <laughs> Capone's, uh, you know, Daniel, uh, Daniel Velasquez angle and uh, proclaim it to be uh, mine when I cash on something. Uh, knowing my luck, what will typically happen is I will steal that angle and then it will never work again. Um, race six, final leg, eight and a half furlong, $25,000. And I fucking love this. A non-winners of four lifetime claimer on the turf. Non-winners of four. You Rarely do you see that. Uh, man, instead of ending the sequence with the maiden race, Meadowlands cutting everyone a break here with a little claiming race to for a finale. And... Uh, you know, this race looks like an absolute blow up spot. So once again, I'm, I'm keying into to off pace horses. Uh, Capone, how'd you see the pace? Who'd you end up with here? I ended up with two horses here. Um, we're going to talk about the first horse, which is a horse by the name of Sonic Speed for Tom Morley. So Sonic Speed, I was so excited to see this. Horse. I saw Tom in Saratoga five, six, seven times. Tom said, oh, wait for Sonic Speed, waiting for Sonic Speed, waiting for Sonic Speed. Then he gets in a race, and he gets Irad Ortiz to take them out. I see Tom at about 5.30 in the morning, and Tom goes, Sonic Speed, I got the jockey I've been waiting for. I'm going to win this race. Take him off the turf after the third race. Horse gets scratched. He refused to run him on the dirt. He's like, horse gets scratched. Horse comes back. This time doesn't have uh, unfortunate of Irad. Um, Trevor McCarthy picked it up. Uh, the horse actually looked really, really solid. I mean, when you got to the, when it got to the top of the stretch, I thought this horse was going to blow on by. Um, unfortunately, didn't get there. Uh, fourth place finish wasn't the greatest, but this is was one of those blanket finishes where I hate to see that, and and, and never really shows me too much strength there. Um, just raced a couple days ago at uh, at Aqueduct or Backwaduct, as I know you like to call it way over its head in class. I think Tom's dropping this here, get the win, get the horse claimed. And, uh, you know, he really was looking for this opportunity to have a top tier jockey uh, in a, in a space, in a situation where he thought he could win a race. Unfortunately, that just didn't happen at Saratoga this year. in that allowance race that he got scratched out of because of the rain. 
So I think this is just a, an opportunity here for Tom to to get the claiming money, um, wash his hands, and move on. And I I thought the nine Sonic Speed was was a horse I was extremely interested. In. I've been waiting for this horse. He's in Sable Mail. I've gotten it back three or four times. Um, keep getting emails that he's he's entered, then he scratches, enters, he scratches. Um, so that the Sonic Speed was was going to be my single. I was very excited about it. Um, but I, I decided to add a second horse, and I, I dropped my notes here. Let me just find the second horse I was looking at here was the seven horse with Jose Gomez. Uh, um, horses, unfortunately, you know, some sloppy tracks, um, not what exactly he was looking for. Horse seems to run pretty even. Uh, time form speed figures put it right there. If you go back to when it's, it had its turf race, Abner Dorna was up, um, was in a similar class at Parks. Uh, ran a race where it just was, he just sent them too far, hard out of the gate. Um, I think this horse is going to be more of a stalker, uh, near the speed stalker position. Um, I think it has a it has the speed figures there, and it's got a good top speed figure, which I was very interested in. Um, Read that last race, Monmouth. It just keeps on haven't had the opportunity to get on that that turf again. I think this is the opportunity here on the turf. So I'm going to be too deep here, seven and nine, but I'm really going to be leaning on this nine here, Sonic Speed. Um, especially I needed to win so that I can delete it from my stable mail so I can start getting emails about it being entered. So I, I'm for including uh, the horse uh, that uh, Capone just mentioned, Sonic Speed. So let me give you the other three because uh, we pretty much covered everything uh, that, that I had for it. And you don't want to hear that again. He said it way better than I do. Why would I do that? Uh, I use the six, Fatima's Blessing. Uh, fourth off the barn switch, back to Michael Dini. And this horse can run from off the pace and there's a little dip in performance, you know, two and three back, but they both look like they might have been an issue once again with softer turf. Uh, I think this one runs back pretty well uh, on the firm uh, second time out on a firm track. Um, I'll use the eight comedic timing one, because I really like the way that, you know, Patricia Farrow is bringing this one along. It won a non-winners of three last time. Now we're going to go ahead and just ease it up in condition to a non-winners of four. I think it's going to be pretty competitive in the spot. Uh, you know, it's a little bit softer company than just a full-blown open competition race. I like seeing, you know, trainers who are slow and deliberate and take their time bringing horses along. And I think it's going to be another horse that will be sitting a trip uh, behind the early speed. And uh, last, the 10, Shady McGee, uh, Lindy, uh, Lindsay Scholl appears to have had a pretty excellent Monmouth meet, uh, including a place and in show performance for uh, Shady McGee and tougher open allowance competition uh, this summer. Drops in class today, even with a slight regression uh, of speed figure, I do think that Shady McGee could still be uh, competitive enough to win this race. That was me, the three I mentioned, and the one in uh, the nine Sonic Speed, uh, which... Uh, Capone uh, pretty well summed up for us. That's it. Those are the five races. Let's go ahead. Let's wrap up our tickets here. Uh, I'll, I'll fire first. Uh, first leg, it was three, four, six, ten. The second, we were singled to the six, Lady Firefoot. And the third, we went with the one and the two, leg three, four, five, and ten, and to finish it off four deep. The six, eight, nine, and ten, which left me with a $48 ticket at the 50 cent base wager amount. What about you? So first leg I was three five six eight. Um, second leg two deep six and nine. Third leg I was single to that nine horse. Uh, fourth leg four ten eleven fourteen if he draws in. And the fifth leg I'm going to change it. I'm going to single the nine here um, on Sonic Speed. I, I, I looked again and 
really, if, if you look at those uplining speed figures, I mean, it just looks like the horse was was ready to sit on a big race, and then I think it goes way over its head in this 80K allowance um, for how it was rate, rating. Um, I just think, you know, this is an opportunity here. This is more I look at it, this seems like Tom is dropping it, win the race, get claimed, and move on with the horse. So I'm going to single the nine there, leaving myself with a $16 ticket for the 50 cent base. I'll be playing it a couple times, uh, ABCing the ticket. Uh, but uh, all A's, I, I hope to uh, to get a, a three to five dollar base. Calling a shot in the last leg makes it economical. I love seeing the sixteen dollar tickets. Thin is in, is always in here at the Notorious OTB. Ironically, uh, <laughs> speaking as a personal fat person, um, that's going to do it. That takes care of the Meadowlands pick five. Uh, for one, thank you for always reminding me when this is happening, so I can always make sure to to get uh, what feels like a local, you know, on. And uh, what else you have coming up? Uh, you know, I know you're you're you've geared down from doing Saratoga. Do you have any other uh, projects out there that you're going to be working on? Yeah, I got a couple things cooking right now. Um, going to be heading over to Aqueduct, as you like to call it, uh, yeah. for for some Belmont face with an Aqueduct cup. booty. Yeah, well, sorry, with some Breeders Cup preps, um, I'll fly out to the Breeders Cup. I'll do a Breeders Cup morning report. Uh, four days incoming into the Breeders Cup. Uh, last year, I interviewed 48 different trainers. Uh, my goal is to uh, get that up to 64 this year. So we're we looking to do 64 trainers in the week coming up, talking to them. Uh, anybody from uh, trainers with one single horse to Chad Brown to uh, Aiden O'Brien, um, Charlie Appleby, some of the international guys, some of the Japanese guys. Uh, I've been doing the translators. They're pretty cool, uh, especially how they talk about working. I mean, some of these guys work the horse. Japanese trainers work the horse twice a day which to me is crazy. You know, they take them back out at three in the afternoon and, and just let them jog around the track. Uh, they say athletes are supposed to be constantly working and staying in fitness. Um, after that, I've uh, got a couple things in the pipeline right now, hoping for the opportunity to go down to the Melbourne Cup, flying directly from the Breeders' Cup down to Australia, because that race is on the Tuesday following the Breeders' Cup. Uh, go, I'll be out in the Japan Cup uh, late November, going out to Japan, um, and then uh, come back around, and uh, it should be the start of the uh, international swing um Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, uh final derby preps. And before you know it, we're the first Saturday in May, kicking back down in Kentucky. Ladies and gentlemen, our friend Andrew Capone is pimping all over the world. Uh <laughs> is what we would say if you a song. Uh Capone, go ahead, give us our give uh everyone your uh Twitter handle real quick so I can make sure make sure to follow uh if you're not because you're missing out on great horse racing content. Uh, my Twitter handle is at who's got action W H O S G O T A C T I O N. So that's, uh, that's me. There you go. Give him a follow. Hell, give me a follow. If you don't at of Oakland or follow the show at notorious underscore O T B. That's going to do it for us tomorrow. I've got Matthew DeSantis and Sarah L. Bodway joining us. Uh, I'm greeting them with their return. It's like I went, like everyone went to summer camp and I stayed home and now I get to hear about how everyone had an awesome summer. Uh, but I'm greeting them with hostility in the form of my uh, 10 race hand selected gauntlet tournament that's going to cover a race at Pimlico. We're talking Prairie Meadows. We're whoa, talking... whoa, whoa. Well, Prairie Meadows has been my honey hole this summer. Oh, Lay man. off of Prairie Meadows. Lay off we, of Prairie Meadows. We've all had time with Prairie Meadows as a honey hole. Prairie Meadows was, in fact, my first honey hole, and you never forget your first. Listen, we're going to cover like six different tracks, 10 different races. Tune in for that one. It's going to be a fun episode. It might give you a few plays for the weekend. 
That's it for the Notorious OTB. Thanks again to Andrew Capone. We will catch you tomorrow. Oh, Asimonia. one more word from Asimonia. Capone. Asimonia, mandatory payout. Pick there Fox tonight, closing day. If you're looking for some nice time action, tonight is the night. I believe there's uh, there's quite there's quite a big number inside that uh, that carryover pool. I forgot to check it this morning, but uh, I believe it was over $100,000. So if you're looking for some action tonight, Assiniboia Downs, up in Manitoba, um, good opportunity. Some of the best announcers you will ever hear. Um, best nicknames, and they're the most Canadian people you've ever seen. Uh, everybody's in jeans and a polo. They're all matching. It's, it's phenomenal. That is that is fantastic. I have always pronounced it uh, like it's a member of Outcast. Uh, a cinnabois. All right, that's gonna do it. We will catch you tomorrow. <laughs>